we learned that it's in charge, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, as far as, I mean, did we learn anything? Absolutely. And I, I think what we learned was that the events were certainly real and tangible and definitely occurring. These weren't figments of somebody's imagination or folklore or any of these sorts of things. Welcome to another episode of History Creeps. I am one of your illustrious co-hosts, Carter Johnson, and with me are Chris Chavez and... Now, I thought we had decided that whoever was introducing was also going to say all our names. I wasn't going to well, say you're, anything. you're Johnny Townsend. <laughs> Thank you. I want some adjectives, too. Can you give me some great adjectives before Some great adjectives. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, You're a writer. This should be amazing. Uh, yeah, I know. Adjectives on the fly. Uh, yep. uh, no, I just want them on the podcast. I don't need them on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, funny. Yeah, I wasn't going to say anything. Expialidocious. Boom. There you go. I'll yeah. take it, but I'll there never spell it. Isn't that a verb? <laughs> Oh, no, it's a, that's an adjective. Isn't that something you do? Isn't that like something you do when you're chasing that thing in Quidditch? Now you're thinking of uh, you're thinking of Harry <laughs> Potter. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious is Mary Poppins. That's right. That's yep. the spoonful of sugar. Don't you ever tell anyone that I know that. <laughs> yeah, we don't have any sort of evidence that you know that at all. Exactly. It's not just recording. We're going to put out to the public. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Nobody will know. Oh. We're back. I'm Chris Townsend. <laughs> I'm Chris Townsend. And with me is. <laughs> no, this is, uh, guys, I got to be honest with you. I'm excited about this week. I am. Um, this is going to be, this is going to be a good one. When How excited are you? I, when you guys told me, when, when Carter brought up the idea of talking about uh, the topic for today, I didn't have, I've heard of it and that was about it. Like I'd known the name. And I thought it was a throwaway, uh, you know, porn parody name for a Star Wars character. But uh, when I found out what it was really about, gone. I was, I was loving it. I'm like, this is going to be great. I agree. I agree. Today's topic for our, for our listeners is Skinwalker Ranch. Now, that's not a thing that was on an episode of Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> is that correct? That is correct. And it's, al- correct. it's also not something from The Walking Dead. And like, so, I, like I said, it's not a character from a porn parody of Star Wars. It does sound like it, though, right? doesn't it? Look, Chris, I don't judge you for whatever you want to watch. Luke, I mean, Luke Skinwalker. <laughs> Duke. That's a, that's a terrible porn name, though. Duke. I don't want that to be a porn name. Duke's I don't know. Gone. As far as porn parody names go, that's really not that bad. <laughs> oh, Han God. Solo Balls. Uh, this, is, this is a different <laughs> podcast altogether now. Yeah, now it is. <laughs> Welcome All to right. History Peeps, where we, uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. We're That's just, a good one. That's we're just a good one. Parodies and we review them. That's awesome. So... Awesome. to be derivative. <laughs> <laughs> so, for today's topic, we're going to be talking about a lot of the really weird phenomena that's going on uh, at this ranch in Utah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we need some like ooh, yeah, right. creepy music back there for that one, because let me tell you, this one is 
I'm going to come out and say it, guys. We are usually able to draw our own conclusions at the end of each show, but this one defies any kind of explanation. Even I don't have something from left field to to assign to this one. There's definitely a lot of um, unexplained weird things about the ranch uh, and, and still apparently going on at the ranch uh, and even s- surrounding the people involved with the ranch. Um, Some people use the ranch to put on their pizza, which makes no sense to me. Right. Keep it on Agreed. your salad. Agreed. Alrighty, so where do you want to start, dude? You're bringing you're bringing us Skinwalker. Um, well, I was gonna hit us with a little background first. Sweet, smack us, go for it. Um, yeah, nice, nice slap right up against the side of the head. Uh, the ranch is located uh, near Fort Du. Did anybody know how to say this properly? Duchesne. I'm gonna call it Fort Duchesne. Duchesne, which great. is in Utah. Duchesne. I okay, think well, it's you Duchesne. Know what? Yours, yours sounds better. So let's go with yours. Do you know why? Because I think that was the last name of the character in the Stephen King book, um, Shawshank Redemption. And I remember in the it movie, was, wasn't it? in the movie, that's how they pronounced his name. But I re- yeah. I read it when I read the book. I read it Duchesne. <laughs> so that's only. <laughs> so I'm not alone in this. Not that's at all. <laughs> all right, then we'll go with yours because, like I said, yours sounds better. <laughs> um, Fort Duchesne, uh, Utah, which is about 150 miles from Salt Lake City. Duchesne, I believe du- you mean. Duchesne, Duchesne. <laughs> yeah, Duchesne. It sounds like a Dick country Cheney? singer. What? Uh, Uh, it's near a uh, a uh, reservation for the Udi Native Americans Mm -hmm. uh, that actually the 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 Native Americans built a resort in the 1970s and by the 80s it was completely abandoned now they say it's due to the decline of the oil boom which was fueling a lot of the business here, uh-huh. but uh, that one I'm not so inclined to believe, and I don't think anybody else is. Once we get into this, um, the tribal police say that the reservoir, which is very near to the ranch, uh, is the source of an inordinate amount of drownings compared to the surrounding area. So that's another little thing to to consider. That's weird. Um, in 1994, Terry and Gwen Sherman bought the ranch. And now, I, I have a quick question real quick. I know the name, the name of the actual ranch is not Skinwalker Ranch. What's the actual name of it? The actual name of it depends on which time period you're going oh. for. In the 90s, it was known as the Sherman Ranch because that's where the Shermans lived. Right. Now, it's known as Bigelow Ranch because... It's called what? Well, we'll I'm get sorry. into that for, for reasons later on. What did you say? I'm sorry. Big what? The Bigelow Ranch. Oh, the Bigelow Ranch, yeah. Bigelow Ranch. Uh, because Robert Bigelow purchased the ranch uh, from the Shermans in 1996, so they were only there for two years. Hmm. And Robert Bigelow uh, is the CEO of Bigelow Aerospace, which is a pretty big uh, aerospace company mm-hmm. when you step back and look at it. Mm-hmm. And like we were talking about earlier, the guy kind of stays in the shadows. Yeah, he's not he's a Bill a, Gates type of, you know, uh, billionaire. This is the guy, like when I, when I started looking into Skinwalker stuff and uh, articles and stories, I'd heard a lot of the um, 
the previous stories before Bigelow bought the ranch. But the stuff that fascinated me was when he bought the ranch because there's a lot to this guy that's very fascinating to me. So when we get to this, this is going to be interesting. And and like I said before, this guy is like the owner of Budget Suites, like a hotel chain. And yeah. Yeah. I'm, this is this is going to be good. So uh, Robert Bigelow created this, I guess, institute. It's not really a re- – you know – it's called the National Institute for Discovery Science. Apparently, it was disbanded in 2004, uh, mm-hmm. even though Robert Bigelow still to this day owns this ranch. Mm-hmm. Uh, he bought it from the Shermans for $200,000, which I'm not you know, versed on how much a ranch goes, mm-hmm. but that seems kind of low even to me. I would think, yeah. So it's so they were, how, they how, were how panicking, is, you know? Yeah, how big is the ranch? Oh, what did it say? It's about... Uh, 480 acres okay nice but it has a really it's not like a you know a normal rectangular you know shape on a map it's got a really weird kind of shape to it huh yeah it almost it almost looks like a a sledgehammer the the shape it's a very strange uh shape to it like the um the property line yeah the property line is just a weird configuration it's very strange um so here's another interesting thing i dug up the the department of defense provided funding with a research grant to bigelow aerospace specifically for skinwalker ranch now that's very interesting Hmm. what is the dod funding out there yeah that's what i'm telling you man when we get to bigelow this is going to be some really cool stuff and, and here's another interesting thing that I wanted to mention before we get into it, too. Bigelow has a private security force that mm-hmm. guards the place. Mm-hmm. Shoot to it's kill. It's armed. Yeah, that's armed. Yep. He's got concrete barricades at the um, east gate mm-hmm. for the property. And they'll, you know, they'll sit there and try to intimidate you just like the, the camo dudes do at Area 51. Yep. What's up with that? Exactly. And and they're I mean it's a private company, so it's not like you can normally write off things to government, but uh, I think later exactly. on when we find out the ties, uh, it's going to be a little bit more clear for sure. Well, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit more about those ties? Because, well, I was like thinking I said earlier, I only went into the phenomena that was going on there. Yeah, I, was well, thinking, I think it's kind of important first that we yeah. talk about what all was going on there and why this place is even when we're even talking about this place that's what i and a little say. bit about the the shermans too because they're the ones who uh kind of the ones who brought it to the limelight aren't they yeah i would definitely talk about that because then bigelow purchased it and then i could let you know what i found out about him well apparently there's the reason i said earlier it's really hard to draw any conclusions is because there's so many things that happen here that you could take on their own, such as uh, the Shermans experienced several cattle mutilations while they owned the property. Right. Well, they, they even said the very first day there, uh, I think, back me up on this if you heard this too. I heard this somewhere where, like, they had just literally moved there. It's like their first day. And this large wolf or something shows up. But it acts like it's not afraid of them at all. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it, it starts to get, like, it's showing signs of it's going to attack or something. So mm-hmm. they shoot it. Or, no, it's attacking one of their livestock. Is that correct? I think it's what it was. Yes, yeah. I, think, I believe it was one of the horses. That's what I saw, yeah. 
Yeah. So so they shoot it and it doesn't even phase the thing. So they so they grab another gun, like a more powerful gun, and shoot it again and it doesn't go down. Nope. Keeps walking. Yeah. So that's for, our, for our listeners, they refer to that manifestation as the bulletproof wolf. Now can you imagine pops up again. Can you imagine like if you know, these guys are ranchers, so they know what they're doing. You know, livestock is there is literally how they put food on the table for themselves. I mean, that's how they want to make money. Is that's why they bought the place. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you get there, and this wolf, and it's, from all the descriptions that I've heard, it sounded like it was like bigger than normal, like it was a larger than normal sized wolf. As it sounds, a thing. A dire that's wolf. The, yes, it's, it's, it's about the size of a dire. Yes, the way I took it. So, you know, you would think if you take one, one gunshot at close range, you take care of it. At the very least, the thing's going to run off, you would assume. <laughs> you would but assume. Then, yeah, but then apparently it just, you know, it pulls out a cigarette and just takes a couple puffs and smiles at you. <laughs> <laughs> he, did, he did eventually scare it off with, yeah. you know, shooting it multiple times, but it, it didn't run away like it was scared. It ran away more like it was becoming disinterested. Yeah, but that, I mean, that, what I'm saying is that's the first day they're there. Which should tell you something. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's especially if you're these people. I, I don't know. I, I would immediately start drawing my own conclusions from that. Mm-hmm. So they had the dire wolf, the wolf situation. Um, I heard there was, like, basically I heard everything that they experienced there, they could do an entire season of Unsolved Mysteries with. Because it was yes. the wolf. I, I heard there was Bigfoot sightings, all kind of cryptid sightings. There was all kinds Strange of light, lights, in lights the in the sky. Um, I heard there was, I mean, like these guys basically went through the what's what and who's who of, you know, paranormal encyclopedia and said, we experienced it. And there's an even more creepy one. I don't know if you guys came across this one, but when I came across it, I had sort of heard about it, but to, to actually, you know, read, witness descriptions of it the 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 descriptions from sherman's kids are the creepiest ones you have any it's called yeah i do it's called the controllers is what they call it did you guys come across this one at all no it's two male semi-human like voices and they emit from about 20 feet above the witnesses heads and in this particular case it was two of sherman's children and they speak what the kids described as sort of a Native American dialect, but they couldn't... It was as if it was being spoken through a walkie-talkie or a bullhorn. Hmm. And uh, they apparently coincide with another phenomena called the Invisible Chopper, which is a phenomena that if you're standing in Sherman's Field, it sounds like a helicopter is flying about 50 feet over your head, but you can't see it. Really? And there's no... You know, it has no, it has no lights. It has no anything. It just all you hear is this sound. Currently, like to, till today, you can you go there and that happens, or during they, they, they that's what it. they say. They say that as far as the invisible chopper goes, you have a, I think about a twenty percent chance of of hearing that, um, and it happens during the day too, apparently, and mm. you still can't see anything. Mm. But this phenomenon called the controllers. They apparently hear this after this invisible chopper flies over. They're, the researchers believe they're the entities that are controlling all of this stuff that's happening at the ranch from some other dimension. 
But the kids described it as hearing them over their heads. They were talking back and forth, and one of Sherman's kids shouted, We can hear you. And the two voices laughed and continued talking. Whoa, that's creepy. <laughs> that one is, yeah, that one really, really got me right there, because that's, that's, you know, an intelligence. Oh. I kind of I hope that they're going like, Hey, I think these kids can hear me. Over. Yeah, right? That's- <laughs> breaker, breaker, one nine. Yeah, breaker, breaker. I hope they're they have like trucker names. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. They said it had a Native American like dialect. Yes. Oof. Well, isn't that isn't there a bunch of Native American land that they're on? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I heard the and uh, the Udi the Udi Native Americans will not go on that land. They believe that it's cursed. Yeah. One of the things I saw was um, the word the term skinwalker was actually taken from the natives in the area. Uh, they, they, it was a, na- a term that they'd had for some creature that they had seen in the woods that was known to shapeshift, basically, and change its skin. Um, yes. And it walked like a human. Uh, yeah, like yes. our politicians today. <laughs> Am I right, fellas? <laughs> <laughs> Skinwalkers everywhere. Um, no, but like, so that makes a, it, that makes it even creepier. That because the the, the um, what's the name of the, the people who own the ranch? Uh, it's Sherman. the Shermans. Oh, the Shermans. Uh, yeah, they're like white Americans, right? Like they're not native Americans. Yeah. No, they're, yeah, they're, they're white Anglo-Saxon Protestants. And so they, no, they're really, they're, they're just, they're just white people. Yeah. So, but they're hearing, <laughs> they're hearing, uh, basically native American voices. Was it now, was it like the diet, like it had the, the accent of a native American, but was speaking English or it was speaking whatever the tongue for that, that tribe was. Yeah. It was speaking whatever this language was. And I think what, the kids were trying to say was that it sounded like what they had heard the Udi speaking oh. in, you know, in the area, but that now, it wasn't quite like that. Now, one of the weirdest things that I heard, and I don't know why, because it's probably out of all the stuff that we've talked about or, or are going to talk about, it's probably by far the let the least, uh, supernatural sounding, but it would freak me out. As in the wife came home with groceries did you guys hear this one? No, see, I didn't. This one I, didn't, I haven't heard. I, I don't know she much came about home the with groceries, right? She had like, when they would go to town, apparently they would get like weeks worth of groceries at a time. So they, so she comes back with groceries and she sets them up, the bags up on the counter. She's taking all the stuff out of the bags, you know, like you do when you bring back your groceries. And then she has to run to the restroom and she comes back and all the stuff is put back in the bag again. And she was, and there was nobody there. Okay, that's pretty creepy. That's like yeah. man. That's just like in the movies when they're they're in the kitchen and they walk out, they come back and all the cabinet doors are open, all the drawers are pulled out. You know what I mean? Like that real creepy stuff. No yeah, remember, way. Remember like in Poltergeist, it was the furniture, the chairs were all stacked on top yeah. of the table, remember? Yeah. Yep. But this feels reversed because most of the time I feel like ghosts are really messy and they just mess your place up. <laughs> this one's more of a neat ghost. Yeah, you put everything back. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of, that's, that's creepy, man. Yeah, no. That's really creepy. The one I heard was, did you hear the story about the bulls? No. He he had he had eighty head on his land and four prize bulls because Sherman was planning on breeding out here after he bought this ranch. So after I don't all of this stuff started happening, it, go go ahead. I don't think a human and a bull can make a baby, though. <laughs> I mean, thanks, bro. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> That's our Johnny. But um, anyway, um, 
So after all of this weird stuff started happening, Sherman and his wife are in their truck going into town at one point, and the wife looks at him and jokingly, you know, she's like, wow, it would really suck if something happened to our bulls, you know, while we were gone. They're gone for like 45 minutes, they come back, and the bulls are gone. Joke. And Sherman spent like two or three hours looking for him on the property. You say, Couldn't find him. You say jokingly, but you forgot to to mention the fact that she found the lipstick on his collar. <laughs> and was like, boy, it'd suck if your prize bulls went missing. What if this whole time what if this whole time like they, they met the Chicago Bulls and they just happened no. to <laughs> No, they he found them. He found them <laughs> on the property. Oh, yeah. Michael Jordan and everybody? <laughs> <laughs> Were they mutilated? <laughs> oh, Oh no, Michael! <laughs> this is news I haven't heard. If at all. Michael Jordan had been mutilated on this ranch, we probably would have heard about oh, it. I mean, who, who would own the Hornets now? So that's uh, true. Who would own the Hornets now? Master P would. Anyway. Oh God. Okay, so <laughs> so they so they left the they came back. The bulls went missing. How long till he found them? About two or three hours. Where were they? He had this trailer on the property like a 18 wheeler trailer and he found them stacked in there like sardines what alive yeah <laughs> what? and they were like days like they had been you know stunned with a taser or something like that what and in the world he because think about this anybody that's been around livestock like that knows you know how difficult it is to just get one animal in a in, into a trailer like that let alone four of them and then stack them. That's a little yes. insane. How do you how do you do that? What's um okay? Put I, like I said, I don't know much about the Shermans. When I looked into this, it was more um after Bigelow had taken over, and that was it. I went down the rabbit yeah, hole. Yeah, the Shermans are kind of not <laughs> interested in talking about yeah. it. See, that's that's the thing to me that kind of brings a little bit of like overall. This is just stories that they've told. We there's no way we can really validate them. Mm-hmm. But the, to me, the fact that they don't really seem to want any attention or any fame from it at all. They kind of stay away from it. Something's... Even when this movie came out. Yeah. They the, still that, did. That, yeah, that to me brings a little bit of, at least a little bit of credibility to, I don't know what they're seeing or what they're experiencing, but obviously it was something. They feel And I real. would even go further and say that that coupled with the fact that Bigelow, a millionaire businessman with a clear interest in the supernatural type stuff, bought this place and still owns it. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so like I was saying, I don't know much about the Shermans. What year is this all happening? When did they own it? The Shermans owned the ranch from 94 to 96. So we're talking and, the 90s. Yeah, and, and Bigelow bought it in 96, and he's owned it since then. So, And it's it's really difficult to find a lot of information about what happened at the ranch, if anything, before the Shermans moved there. I just feel like in the 90s, we had digital cameras. So if I came home and saw... My four prized bulls stacked on top of each other inside a trailer. I'd probably take a picture of it first and be like, what the hell is this? I, I somewhat agree with you, you but know? if I'm this guy, I'm not necessarily sure I want all of the attention that that's going to bring. I guess. You know, like, like, like all it takes is for you to show those pictures to one of your idiot buddies. Yeah. You know, and then that you know, the next week you've got reporters beating down your door, or maybe which, it, which is what happened to a certain degree to the Sherman. I was going to say, maybe what it is too, is that um, they just didn't want to not just draw attention to it. Like, like you said, but you know, they didn't want to have to answer to the fact that 
people might think they're lying and they don't want to deal with that. They just, they didn't want it. They, they, it was happening. They were, it was freaking them out and that was it. They just, they wanted to leave. So that's why they only owned it for the, like you said, their livelihood was in, you know, the meats and the milk or whatever they were producing from the ranch. Uh, so to buy it and only keep it for two years, um, and yeah to sell it for two hundred thousand dollars you're definitely taking a loss they took a big loss from what i've heard like they're they went under hugely i mean just from that and they lost a lot of uh cattle too wow yes they did which is another thing that we'll get into as well the cattle mutilations that that happened there you know again all of these things are weird enough on their own when you see other cases like the cattle mutilations in the midwest or you know ufo reports from down south where we live hell i saw one at the mountains a couple of weeks ago Hmm. but all of these things happening in in one place is yeah kind of beyond any sort of i mean there's there's weird military stuff that's been cited out there gwen sherman uh said she saw what she called the mini stealth which was an eight foot by six foot wide stealth plane and and they still see it today apparently it flies south to north over the heads of people that see it and it's not like a remote you know what i mean it's got to be some kind of uav right that's too that's way too small to even have a person in it i'm just thinking well i'm just yeah i'm definitely thinking it's it's somebody's home-built model well there is a military base in oh, Utah well, called true. Dugway Proving Ground where they do test that kind of stuff. Oh, well then yeah, we could they she could be so, seeing just prototypes or, you know. It absolutely could, but what's it doing flying over this ranch? That's true too. That's Dugway true. Proving Ground is nowhere near this ranch. Interesting. I'm just saying that, you know, that base is in the state. Hmm. All right, so and what they, else what else did they experience there? Um, oh, man, I've got I've got some crazy stuff. What what uh, you guys were talking about a second ago, the bulletproof wolf, that shows up many, many times. Mm. Um, and the weird thing is that it, it can completely vanish from view. I mean, just completely disappear. Huh. Sherman actually kind of described it as the monster from Predator. Oh, like when he goes when he goes stealth yes, mode. When it goes stealth mode, exactly. That's kind of how he describes. So it. you can see this, you know, barely visible blur in in the yes. you know, in your vision, and then, it, and then it will just completely disappear. Oh, and it's been known to get within ten feet of other observers. How do like you it's sleep? Like it's not even scared. I, I know, right? <laughs> how do you get any sleep in that know, place? Right? Even is, if even if you is, tell yourself that it's all baloney. Uh, part of you is still going to think, you know, there's a, there could be an ounce of truth to this. So how do you sleep? <laughs> and you can't see it. That's the problem. Yeah. So. <laughs> you're just going to wake up and, you're, and feel something breathing on your neck. And you're going to look around and there's nothing there. So they experience, hold on, they experience these things like the wolf. They experience things like, um, what was their experience with the Bigfoot? Or the I, idea I, of Bigfoot? I did not. I purposely stayed away from... The, the Bigfoot stuff, because, I don't know, I just sort of felt like we should cover that on its own. All right. Um, you know, in a Sasquatch episode. But I, I did see something about them having uh, run-ins with other kinds of cryptids, like things with red eyes in the night, something like that. I have read a couple of those. Um, 
there's one thing they've seen on the property that they call a Cthulhu slug. Oh. Because it it's look it looks like a slug with teeth and it's Nasty. like three feet long. No. It's it's ridiculous, dude. No. It's it's yeah, exactly. No. Who are Burn they? it with fire. And Kill now, it. now the, the idea this these this story came out because there was a uh, a newspaper reporter that wrote about it, right? Yes, a guy named George Knapp. What was the deal with that? Like he just decided. George one Knapp day... is kind of when we covered uh, strange disappearances in uh-huh. national parks a couple episodes ago. Uh-huh. He did a lot of reporting on that too. The the guy works out of Vegas, I believe, and he just has a really good nose for you know strange strange things like this. Good strange nose. We should try to get George Knapp on the show. We should. That would be awesome. Be like, howdy, Georgie. <laughs> Tell us all your stories. Go. And I'll just I'll just be in the corner like, want a balloon, Georgie? <laughs> Coming soon. Um, so okay, so he wrote an article. What made him want to write an article for this? Like, it, was he covering ranches in the area, or I believe the or he just heard I about it. I want to say the Shermans got in touch with him. Oh, see, that's mm, a lot of times too. You I, can you I, can be the person. I agree with you. You know, you can be the person that says, "Um, I don't want the media spotlight." But if that was the case, why were you the first? Per- why were you the first to make a move? You know, the articles I believe weren't didn't didn't get written until 1996 oh. when the Shermans had more, you know, more or less decided, okay, this, this is not, this is not the place for us. Hmm. We're, you know, we're going to have to bail out of here, hmm. which I don't know if it was me, I would probably do the same thing, but more in the sense of, you know, don't buy this place. Don't go near it. Stay yeah. away. You know, I just uh, I don't know. My skeptic comes out in in this and instance good, because bro. yeah, that's because good. because it just reminds me of Johnny. Remember when we covered Amityville? Yes. And you remember like that was one of the big things. People didn't believe the Lutzes because one of the first things they did was contact the guy's lawyer. You know, um, the guy who oh, yeah, his yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of fishy stuff on there. Exactly. And there sure. is. And then they but, contacted but, an but, author. But I think, you know, this is different to me. Now this might be a little different. I don't. Obviously, we don't know what their intentions ever were. Right. But you know, it's been years. I mean, since the mid '90s, and I and you don't hear from the Shermans now. Where you know, are they? When, uh, when there's other people with Amityville, like until that guy's death, you heard from them almost all the time. That's true. He was on and the news all the time. You heard a lot from them when the remake came out. Too, That's true. With Ron Reynolds. So then, okay. So uh, we don't know. There's a nowhere are they now type of thing for these guys. No, they kind of don't really want to talk about it anymore but they're still alive right like they're around yeah no yeah no the shermans are still alive see i do agree with you though chris like it's that does sound kind of fishy when they're the ones who are reaching out it is fishy it is but also at the same time like i can i can understand it from the standpoint of like if you've already decided that this place that you sunk all your life savings into that you're going to leave it for these reasons people want to ask you why you moved after only two years so wouldn't you want kind of like someone else to come there and experience it so that way you don't seem as crazy. You couldn't cut it no, out. I, I absolutely agree with you. Even my closest friends, even if I have one of my closest friends come and tell me this stuff that they were experiencing, a part of me would be like, They're, you're, are you, have you been drinking? <laughs> what kind of things are you doing out on that ranch? No, I get it. Yeah, I definitely get it. And you don't want to have to answer to the neighbors when they're like, oh, the ranch didn't make it, did it? Couldn't cut it. Uh, yeah. But Well, apparently 
he never had to answer to his neighbors because they reported some pretty weird crap. That's too. the thing. I hear because there's more reports from other areas. And then, like I said, when we did research and I looked into it and I, I found the name Robert Bigelow jumping up a trillion times through this. Yes. There's more to it, obviously. There's obviously more to it. Um, I just have to be the skeptic. I have to play devil's advocate sometimes and, and make sure that that, it get, that question gets posed also. You know what I mean? I think we got to cover all aspects of it. It's only fair to. Exactly. Um, well, and by all means, play the skeptic, please. Yeah. Because if this, is, if this is a hoax, it's one of the most elaborate hoaxes. Yeah, it's pretty intense. You know, yeah. Now, when did they sell the ranch to Bigelow? 1996. And at the time, he was the head of what was the name of the thing again? The National or the, that space? The National thing. Institute for Discovery Science. Discovery Science, NIDS. Um, Which is basically, you know, double speak for fringe science. Yeah. Um, you know, so. Because the dude's a billionaire. It makes sense that this, that this particular entity would take an interest in this ranch. Well, the know? reason you got to. Here's the thing. The, the the thing about Bigelow, like you said, you didn't know much about. The things I found out about him was when he was a kid, his parents had in the 50s, I think it was, or maybe before that, had had an experience with a UFO. They had been driving home one night and they had had some sort of experience with some flying object. They saw, you know, rushing towards them and then it shot up straight into the sky and disappeared. And it was something that had affected them so much that they had told him about it and it had affected him hearing it. Uh, so his whole life, he's always been fascinated with trying to find UFOs and, and make alien contact. Uh, yes, then, yeah, I did read that. Then he's this. Then he becomes a billionaire based on his, you know, his his businesses. Uh, so when he has that kind of money, of course, you know what he's going to do with it. Is he's going to create these organizations that are going to put research into finding, you know, si- like you said, the fringe science, the stuff that it's kind of hard to, you know, explain to the taxpayers that this is what we're going to use money for. So mostly fringe science is being done in the private sector. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Now. This guy, though, definitely fascinates me because of his interest in that. So he, they bought it as that organization originally because he wanted to. He had heard, uh, he'd heard those, I, the, you know, the dire wolf stories, and he'd heard about the Bigfoots. But what it had interested in most was the reports of UFO sightings there, the lights, all the different things that had been seen in the skies in that area. Yeah. Um, and so the Shermans had reported seeing UFOs. Well, yes, they had reported seeing UFOs. Now, the the a lot of the research that's gone on there, they have names for these UFOs, which are pretty interesting. What do you mean, like Bob and Bill? <laughs> <laughs> like they have they have like they have like, uh, they have like classifications. I saw Bob last night. Really? Yeah. I saw Bill in the mountains. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, they have they have two different kinds. One kind is called uh, flash drones, hmm. and they're like the orbs that you, that you read about, you know, the, or that you see on ghost hunters mm-hmm. when they when they fake it. Um, they're they're the ones that sort of dance around like a UFO does, mm-hmm. and apparently, if you go to the ranch, you have a really high chance of seeing this particular manifestation, and. They're believed by the investigators to be some kind of observe and report drone, uh, but they, like, they have been known to like follow you, like scouts. You know, yeah, yeah. 
and and and, and they'll follow you through the fields and hmm. stuff when you're out there at night. Um, they have another kind called that they call the spotlight, which is sort of similar to a motorcycle headlight. Oh, I thought that's and, what I was always in. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's me too. Um, they hover about eight feet off the ground, and they can travel up to forty miles an hour. It's prob that one's probably also some kind of drone, you know, unmanned aircraft. Yeah. Um, but it will it will interact with you just like the the flash drones will. What'd you say, Johnny? So that's forty miles per hour. It's cheetah speed if they're out in the open. Yeah. Uh, Dude, <laughs> but the, so the, I'm saying, did the Shermans see the stuff in the sky? Like, did they see what they would say a UFO is? Flying saucers? Yeah. You know, cigar shaped ones, triangular shaped ones. Triangular shaped ones, definitely. But I'm as big know, as your head. The triangular ones now are kind of believed to be the the military. Yeah. UFOs. You That's know? what I so, would say for sure. Now, okay, so. It's basically, it's that. It's the UFOs that attract this guy Bigelow. And I'm telling you guys, Bigelow is straight out of X-Files. Like, this guy is the shadow man. Not like you've never seen him before. You can find pictures of him online. He does, um, he does a lot of conferences where he does, you know, these, these keynote addresses and speeches and he, and he talks about, you know, basically furthering science and, and bringing mankind out into space. Um, the big thing he's pushing, uh, and this has nothing to do with the Skinwalker Ranch, but one of the big things he's pushing is he's trying to make um, basically floating space stations uh, that are like hotels up in space that are going to orbit around the Earth. Because uh, his aerospace company he came up with designs and 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 uh, bought you know patents and all this stuff for this design for it's basically almost like. Uh, um, or those things that you, you used to, uh, like connector sets, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's almost like a connector set Lego style thing where it's easily put together like these big, you know, um, apartments for lack of a better term. It's like it, it's more round and cylindrical. Like you'd have to look it up online, but they get put together, you know, to and when, wherever they connect creates hallways. You know what I mean? And it's weird, but he's, he's looking to do that. Um but I might do that. I, I gotta be honest. I might. I might do that. My wife would never let me do it. But go up there and and, and stay at a hotel in space. Yeah, hell Dude, yeah, man. I would so do that. There's no question. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this guy. Um, so he's he's funding a lot of this, and a lot of he basically is working with NASA now. NASA's working with him to do that. Um. I, we talked about that. I don't know if we talked about the beginning of this or if it was before we started recording, but we talked about how he took over MUFON. Yes. MUFON was the mutual UFO network? Yes. Or and they're like the mostly civilian yeah. UFO uh, agency. When you want to report a UFO, that's basically who you call. Or you used to. Um, <laughs> and it used to be a very transparent organization. Like you could look up their files, you could look up reports and stuff. Apparently that's not so much anymore. Once he took over, he made a lot of that stuff, um, inaccessible. Like the public can't access certain files, can't access certain information. Yep. Um, yeah, here's the cool thing about it. Uh, some of the stuff I read said that the stuff going on at Skinwalker Ranch has to do with alien technology. Um, and interactions with actual aliens. That's that's interesting. I didn't get to that stuff. Yeah. 
there's a um, there's a, a an instance uh, after he took over um, where one night. Then now this is the story. I don't know. Um, I don't know how much of this is able to be said. You know, this way or that. But apparently, one night they had an alien invasion on the ranch. There were aliens that came down. A few craft came down because of whatever it is they're doing there, whatever signals they're sending or whatever they're working on that they shouldn't be or maybe they should. I don't know what the deal was, but they came down. Uh, they engaged the security detail that was there and absolutely obliterated them. The guy, they lost like four or five security guys killed. Um, but they said that they had killed an alien as well. And somehow the, it can, comes out where this Bigelow guy is in contact with alien beings now. And when he's questioned about these things, it's it's said along like he he tries to avoid it or he tries to talk about like, you know, he does believe in aliens. He won't he won't say that that's you know he won't refute that, but he he tries to maneuver around actually saying I'm in contact with them. If you look at their website, um, there was or was it the website or there was something where he was quoted as saying or it was a memo he had sent out our alien friends, um, you know what I mean? Like talking about like so. And it, it was in regards to, uh, you know, the stuff that he's trying to do to get us out in space and, and to become uh, competitive in space and bringing, bringing humans out further. That's just fracking creepy, man. Yeah. Here's the other crazy thing, dude. It used to be if you saw UFOs, you saw things, you could call, you know, your local government. Uh, to report it and and maybe they might put you higher or if you wanted to you could call the federal government to report ufos and 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 the such uh nasa the the federal government if you try to report anything anymore they refer you to bigelow aerospace that's who you talk to if you have a ufo report that's who you talk to if you need information on ufos information on alien anything that's out there at all about that they refer refer you to bigelow's company and he has connections with high, you know, high level, uh, secure, high security level people in the military, um, and and again, he doesn't deny any of it. He he says, you know, he knows these people, and and he's working with NASA, uh, but his whole thing is is he's just building, um, basically space space hotels, budget now, suites. Has he has anybody ever asked him why he's made he made the files? And the access to that stuff so much more restricted when he took over. I don't know if they've asked them directly. I saw a lot of a lot of the information I saw on this, and I know it sounds crazy, but I watched that TV show. Um, there was an episode of Jesse Ventura's Conspiracy Theory. Jesse the Body Ventura for the wrestling yeah. fans out there. <laughs> Minnesota governor, if you're into politics. Uh, but the guy ended up doing a TV show about conspiracy theories because he's into that. That guy is definitely a conspiracy. He, he literally guy. lives off the grid right now. He yeah. lives, or he did. He lived like in. Uh, I think in New Mexico somewhere where he didn't have any uh, internet or any of that stuff because he doesn't want it. It's like him and Ted Nugent are like the president and vice president of their own little country uh, in the middle of our country. No, but like the dude is definitely into conspiracy theories. He doesn't trust his government at all. Having worked in the government, he says he's come across a lot of times where uh, he knows that they, they you know mislead people. So he had this show and one of the episodes was about Skinwalker Ranch and there – he tried he confronts the big the guy bigelow like he says you know they that they tried to set up meetings and his company avoided it so he found out i'm I'm sure it was all staged to make it seem like he was like breaking the rules anyway but he said he found out where the dude was talking and then as he was 
you know, coming off stage, he kind of cornered him and started asking him questions. Basically say, you know, anytime we want to talk about aliens, spaceships, uh, UFOs, the government tells us to talk to you. Why is that? You know, and he's talking about how, like, he puts a lot of money into research and development for all this, but he doesn't really answer any of that stuff. You know, that's so I don't know if he's been asked directly about, you know, why he's he's made the MUFON things uh, unavailable. But one has to uh, believe that if there's certain ones that he's keeping away, it's because he a believes that this is some of the keys that are needed to do what he wants to do, which is make contact and, and figure out how to move us from earth into some sort of intergalactic trade organization you know what i mean or it's it's because like there's there's some sort of aliens that he has you know some sort of contact with that are saying you know you can't let them know these things yet this isn't they aren't ready yet those are some some of the views on that um me personally i just feel like i think he's you know what he reminds me of he reminds me of like a modern day howard hughes he sounds. He seems kind of eccentric, kind of like he's out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely eccentric. But the, um, the whole the whole time, I'm, I'm just thinking. You know, he wants to start these hotels out in, in space, and then also he's wanting to keep all this stuff that involves space. You know, the MUFON thing much more closer to the vest. Mm-hmm. And so it seems almost self serving to me to do that. Right. Uh, you know, and for monetary reasons, even. right? As a businessman, right? You don't want to. Yeah. If you think you have the the business that is going to absolutely dominate the world, and everyone's going to want to be a part of it, why would you give any of those secrets away to competitors? You wouldn't. Exactly. Um, the one thing he has that's working against him is NASA. Like he he's partnered with NASA, but he doesn't own NASA. And I don't know if you guys know, like when it comes to NASA, any of the any of the stuff that they develop, any of the technology, anything that they come out with at all is free to the public. They cannot yep. they cannot patent anything. So anytime they come up with a brand new you know shuttle, a, a brand new technology for anything. We, if we had the smarts and the money, we could literally go on NASA's site, get their information, and build our own shuttles if we wanted to. Yep. So, so if I wanted to drive cross-country in just a diaper, I could do it? You could do that. Make sure You, you could got- totally do that, especially in America. <laughs> <laughs> For those that don't know, uh, look up uh, astronaut, NASA astronauts driving cross-country in a diaper. It's an interesting story. It's a it's a crazy story. That's a it's that's, wild. that's a future episode of of, yep. of history creeps because <laughs> <laughs> the dark side of NASA. <laughs> dude, that would be a good episode, honestly. Because there's actually a lot of stuff, dude. Okay, yeah. getting off tangent here, real quick. Conspiracy theory talking. Have you guys seen this show on Netflix called Conspiracy Theory about the moon landing? No, I've I've seen it. I haven't watched right. watched it yet. I've heard uh, I've seen the I've heard the conspiracies my whole life. I've always thought to myself, these people are nut jobs. But when you watch that, man, does it make a case that makes you go, wait, <laughs> wait. Um, that flag had no shadow. Yeah, definitely check it out. But uh, back to back to Bigelow. This guy, um, he so this now guy he is owns really, the ranch. Like, the deeper you dig, he's just. I mean, I'm surprised you found out this much about him honestly chris because some of this stuff it it just seems like he it it almost feels like he doesn't want you to be able to figure out some of this stuff you know not just the mufon files but like even even just things about what else is he into 
Yeah, no, I'm telling you, it's like you know, the X Files. He's like the smoking yeah, man it's, or it's, something. It's, it's exactly like the smoking man X Files. You're totally right. And well, I'm sure if, because we've been looking them up, we're gonna get phone calls and knocks on our door at some point soon. Uh, no, but this guy. I'll just be like, no habla inglés, punk. <laughs> and then they're like, show us your papers, alien. You're out of here. Uh, <laughs> no, but yeah, this guy definitely, um, he piqued my interest. It's something that I definitely am going to be researching more and looking into. But he's, he's, he still owns the ranch, and there's ideas and thoughts that a lot of the things that are going on there now, uh, because you could go um, out to the edges of it, kind of like Area 51. Uh, you can go out there. They're not going to stop you from that part of it. You can go out at night and watch these crazy light shows. These things just shoot up into the sky and dance around and shoot off out and disappear. Like, like you can watch this with your own eyes. Um, they're saying basically he's just basically, uh, you know, experimenting and doing tests on all this alien technology that he's been able to accumulate through his relationships with whoever it is he knows, either higher government or outer space. Then the person that we want to interview are these ranch caretakers, this couple that uh, runs the place now, the Dietzes. Yeah, and uh, I bet, dude, there's no possible way. I guarantee they are so paranoid that he's following them with micro, you know, microbiotic drones <laughs> that there's no way those guys would talk. I I don't know, man. I guess it depends on what kind of contracts they've uh, <laughs> they've signed. <laughs> J- Johnny, you want to get you want to call them and give them the invite to the show? I'm already on my phone doing it now. <laughs> but what do you okay, so what do you guys think about Skinwalker? Like what's your overall take from this craziness? This the, the, Well, there's there's a lot of other phenomena that goes on here. Like there's one that they call the portals. Did you guys come across this? No. Yeah, there's a whole other thing where people think it's like another dimension there. Yeah, it's some kind of dimensional rift no. or something like that, and then that's where all of this phenomena is coming from. It's from really? some other dimension. Now I like that. I love portal dimension talk. That stuff's awesome. Big, were you big? Uh, was that Star Quest? Was that that show I'm thinking of? Uh, Stargate. I know what you're talking Stargate, about. Yeah, thank you. Stargate. Never saw yeah. it, but I know the I know the idea behind it. And yes, yeah. I just I, I think like I put stuff. I think I put Stargate and Sea Quest together for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> or Elf Quest and Stargate together. <laughs> Oh. I like that better. Let's go with Elf Quest. <laughs> I went with Sequest because I watched that Adult Swim show. Oh, there, there you go. Yeah. Um. Okay. So portals. What else? Any more phenomena that we haven't we didn't we didn't mention? Well, we didn't really um, get into the Bigfoot stuff, but um, but I have heard like you guys that there are apparently some Sasquatch sightings there. Some Squatch uh, peepers can go there and apparently see some Squatches. Squatch. <laughs> Apparently. That's that's a lot. I, I came across some of that, but I didn't really get into it. But I didn't realize that it was, you know, more than a, just a few scattered sightings. Oh yeah, I think we said at some point in the future we're going to probably cover Bigfoot because that's just made its way into not just American history but world history. Uh, you've, yeah. you've heard these kinds of animals existing, so we could probably bring that up, you know, for sure with the Skinwalker uh, situations on that episode. Definitely. That'll, be, uh, definitely. that'll definitely be interesting. Um, so, okay, yeah. So what do you guys think overall? What's what's your thoughts on what's going on at the Skinwalker Ranch? I I don't know, man. This is this is beyond any kind of. I mean, it almost feels like Bigelow bought this place without really knowing what the hell was going on out there. <laughs> right. You know, and now he's kind of maybe in over his head a little bit fell into something yeah yeah because 
How do you explain a wolf that can take a 12-gauge round and not <laughs> even be phased? Call him Jack Nicholson. <laughs> it, it wasn't a silver bullet. Duh. Of course. No. It's a werewolf. <laughs> Their wolf. It's <laughs> We're werewolves, not square wolves. Had to do it. Um. So you think? So what is it? You think it is Carter? What do you think is going on? I don't know if there's enough information to draw a conclusion. You're undecided. Or any, any conclusion that can be supported by freaking anything, man. I mean, what what do, what do you guys think? I, I don't know what to make of this one. Oh, I know exactly what it is, but now I want to hear what Johnny thinks. It, it's really hard to come up with a conclusion when a lot of the things that you hear, you just hear. Like I don't, I haven't seen very much of evidence as in videos or any of that kind of stuff. Uh, it's very hard, but at the same time, they've had real scientists working at this place. Yeah, like real, really smart people working there uh, for the sole purpose of research into weird stuff going on. So that to me would lead a l- with a little bit of credibility to at least some of the stuff that's going on. But at the same time, it just sounds so crazy and out there that all this stuff is all happening at one place for one. Uh, you know, for two, it's it's just asking a lot to just jump in with both feet, completely believe all this. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because there's so much stuff there. But at the same time, I can't sit here and say that I think it's all been fake because it's just so weird. And who would make up this thing of well? We're in a day and age now where even if you just say your your house is haunted, let's say I said my house is haunted, automatically ninety percent of the people are thinking I'm just trying to get attention. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Like I'm exactly. just making. Yeah. That's, but this is an equivalent of me saying my house is haunted. Uh, I ran into an alien the other day in my bedroom. Uh, you know, a uh, Bigfoot came over and we cooked out <laughs> s'mores or one of the, all kinds of crazy stuff all in one place. <laughs> and a yeah, time portal no, open. Right. Like yeah. So I don't, I don't know. It's just so <laughs> weird and out there to me. It's, it's so crazy. And it seems like they want to, whenever anything is surrounded with the, you know, silence when people don't want to talk about stuff. It makes it even more mysterious. It mm-hmm. makes you want to know more about it. Just like Area 51, you know, for years they said it wasn't there, even though obviously there was something there. Right. So I kind of get that same feeling from this thing. There's, it's just, there's so much there that they're not telling us. I think that they obviously know more than they're telling you. I mean, it's just obvious that they do. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that means that there's, you know, there's aliens over there and they're having picnics with them. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that obviously there's something going on and, and they're just not telling us. Hmm. And I it's, agree it's, with that. Yeah, and there's a reason why obviously the government knows about it. You know, they know about everything. So yeah, I I I gotta be honest. I I think I honestly know what's going on here. Um, and I'm talking about when when it comes to the Bigfoot, uh, the UFO sightings, the the Native American voices, all that stuff. Uh, it's easily explained. It was a weather balloon. <laughs> no, honestly, like I'm exactly with you guys. I'm absolutely dumbfounded. If if it had just been a family who bought a ranch, um, couldn't fight off a wolf, you know, and it's it's cattle was being mutilated and all, and people were stealing cattle, and now they couldn't run their ranch. They were losing money. They had to sell it in two years. But hey, let's try to make some of that money back. Let's say this happened. Oh yeah, and this happened. What else? What are people into now? Squatches? That happened too. Uh, I could just say, if that's all that happened, I could say, come on. You guys are trying to make money. But then enter this guy. Enter 
Robert Bigelow, you know, a guy who is completely fascinated with UFOs, alien life, which, again, I share the same fascination. So when I hear this, when I see the guy has money, he employs um, legit scientists, not hacks. When he's working with NASA, when a lot of what he's doing is trying to further humans, uh, whether it's because there is some sort of glow or intergalactic thing going on or just because as humans, there's going to be a point where we have to leave, leave this planet, you know? Um, yeah. When I see this guy takes over that ranch and now there's m- even more, you know, weird things going on there. People are experiencing. I don't know if you guys um, heard, but when you drive near the area, when you're on the, the state roads and in the area in, in that area, uh, try turning on your radio stations because after a while you'll be as you get closer to the ranch, the signal will start to, to like fade out in and out and then you'll start to hear talking. Like people speaking, and it's not the radio DJs that were on the radio a few seconds ago. You'll hear weird voices coming through saying weird things. Um, so that's what I'm saying. Like all these things now, it this makes me just go, what? Like how you can't explain it as some people trying to make money on a publicity stunt, especially when he doesn't want people coming near. Don't come near there. You know, I'm not trying to sell it. They're not on tabloids. They're not. He's not on Oprah. You know, he's trying to avoid talking about it. Makes me think something for sure is going on there. Uh, it could be otherworldly, um, but who knows? This has got to be probably one of the of all our cases so far. The things we've talked about in, in history creeps. This is the one that really has got me. Like I want to keep looking into it. I almost want to make it a part of a, a life obsession now to really dig into this and what's going on there. Because this is a creepy one. This is crazy. I mean, it, it really is. It's insane. It was a very good call this week, Carter. Thank you. Yeah, Skinwalker Ranch. It's it's a doozy, man. Mm. And there's listeners, there's so much more to this than what we can fit into our little yeah. podcast here. We we the, may do the small amount of time that we have. Yeah. Definitely follow us on Facebook because you'll be seeing more updates on a lot of the episodes we talk about. Uh, you'll see, you know, little articles that we're going to write and put up. Um, follow us on Facebook History Creeps. If you're listening to us already, you know we're on iTunes, but we're also on a on a network, bicbp-radio.com, um, which holds all our other podcasts that uh, Johnny and I are part of. Carter's going to start another one soon, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well, Carter. We're already doing more than one. <laughs> yeah, really. It's going to be multi. No, but uh, Definitely, like like Carter was saying, you know, if you're into this kind of thing and don't let our podcast be where it ends, uh, keep researching. See if you find anything. And, it, and if there's anything you found we didn't talk about, interact with us. Post on on History Creeps. We're going to get a we're going to get an email coming soon. So you guys can send us emails and, and comments and, and uh, things like that. And like we said, keep looking because at some point something it's gonna is gonna happen with this place, and yeah. we're gonna hear about it. I would love if we had listeners in the area if they could if they would go out and and do fo- take photographs or video of whatever they can see at night out there. And then yeah, post apparently it. there's a peak you know nearby like like Area 51 where you can kind of camp out, and, and so I would love to yeah. see some pictures. I'd like to start getting there. yeah, I'd like to start getting interaction from listeners that are into this kind of stuff. Uh, if you're in live near the areas. Uh, uh, Wherever we're talking about a topic, definitely interact. Send us some stuff and let us know what's going on. Absolutely. All right, guys. What do you think about you want to pimp yourselves out now at the end of the show here? 
Carter, Johnny, you, oh, I, was gonna, I was I was gonna let you pimp yourself first. No, 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 no. I'm a gentleman. You go first. All right. Well, I am a horror author, and you can buy three of my books on Amazon: House on Dead Boy Lane, Meadowview Road, and Spider's Web. And aside from that, I do this podcast with these wonderful gentlemen here. He's talking about you, Chris. Well, that was actually. Nice. I, was, I was talking about you, John. He's talking about me, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any Facebook pages for your books or for your author author profile? Or uh, I have one Facebook page called House on Dead Boy Lane. Uh, you can interact with me there and send me questions and things like that. And other than that, that's that's pretty much it. That's your social media exposure. Yeah, that's it right there. <laughs> Johnny, what do you got? I have an Instagram. It is Johnnyism28. I am also an artist. I draw all kinds of stuff, usually goofy pictures. Uh, you can find that on there. And also, whatever dumb, terrible jokes that my dumb, terrible brain thinks of, I blame my parents for this. I also post there. Uh, also, I have another podcast called Retro Blist. It's with an ED on the end. That's where me and my buddy Trevor talk about old school video games from your Nintendos to your Super Nintendos to your Sega Genesis uh, era that, that time. So if you like that kind of stuff and you enjoy hearing two idiots talk about things that, and they're not very good at them either, that's the other thing. We're not good at these games. I am terrible at these games, but I love them so much. Uh, you know, give it a listen. Give us a try. And please rate and review and subscribe to it on iTunes and uh, Stitcher and the website. And do the same for this show here. You know, we need some reviews. That's how other listeners find this show. So if you like this show, give us some feedback. Yeah. Um, if you don't like this show, then... You know, I hope you trip and fall when you walk into the store or something. And I hope if, you, if you're very proud of your nails, I hope you chip your nails. And I hope it makes you cry a little bit inside. <laughs> but we do hope that you trip next to a doctor. So if you hurt yourself, you'll still be okay. And if you chip your nails, you have enough money to get them fixed. But I hope the doctor is like not a whatever you need to be fixed. Like if you pick your hand, I want him to just be a foot doctor and he can't help you. That way, it's God blocking you in a way. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh man, yeah. If you're listening to us because you stumbled upon us on iTunes, again, follow us on Facebook. History creeps. Uh, I also have another podcast as well, Back Issues Comic Book Podcast. You'll find that on bicbp radiocom where you'll find other podcasts such as Retro Blist. We have Cellar Dwellers, a sports podcast there. Uh, a bunch of other podcasts. Go check it out if you're into podcasts. If you're not into podcasts, check it out anyway and give us a follow. Um, that's it for us, man. I think this was a great episode. We'll be back in a couple weeks with a whole new topic to tickle your creepy bones. As always, say no to Pokemon Go. <laughs> and I'm going to go with Johnny. Say no to Pokemon Go. And I say trust no one. See you guys later. See ya. <laughs>